0: Congress is set to return to Washington, D.C. and work to pass several appropriations bills. But what happens to government operations if lawmakers can't agree? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out.
1: This is In America Today from the Ticker News studios in New York City.
0: Congress appears to be on track to trigger a government shutdown on October 1st, 2023, because it is not expected to pass the 12 appropriations bills that fund government operations before the start of the new fiscal year. So can lawmakers agree on a way to keep the government lights on? For more, let's bring in J.D. Durkin from the street. J.D., thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So the deadline is swiftly approaching, and like so many things in Washington, D.C., it can take a long time. What are the chances of a government shutdown?
1: Veronica, I've been covering Congress for years. I am fond of saying there is a lot to do and not a lot of time to do it. And surprise, surprise, uh, if there is a deal to be had, it will come down to the 11th hour and the 59th minute of the 11th hour. And that is to say, if there is, in fact, a deal. You now, we've had previous government shutdowns during the presidency of Donald Trump for one reason or another. But this time, it seems as if the points in play in terms of the overall calculus are much more difficult. We got to go back and think about how tough it was for current House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, the California Republican, to get the speaker's gavel. Speaker McCarthy had to make so many concessions to members of his own party in order to gain enough support to become House Speaker that now a lot of those very conservative factions have said, hey, we're willing to hold up the government. Uh, because this doesn't really, at the end of the day, they argue, have that much of an impact on the everyday American people. Maybe a government shutdown is what's kind of needed to more clearly communicate we are against these levels of spending. Uh, you know, another interesting component about this are investigations into the former president. There he is on the other side of the screen, President Biden. We know there's a lot of growing calls in the GOP on Capitol Hill to impeach or launch formal impeachment investigation inquiries into the now president, Joe Biden. And, uh, you know, all these things are at play. And I think it makes Kevin McCarthy's job that much more difficult to try and avoid a shutdown. Because to your point, the way Congress should work is that there are 12 different bills in the spirit of appropriations. They need to pass the House of Representatives. Then the Senate needs to pass. And as you and I are having this conversation to date, the House of Representatives has passed one of those 12. The Senate has passed zero of their 12 bills. So if we are able to avoid a shutdown, it'll be because of a typical kick the can down the road maneuver called a continuing resolution. Or then again, we could have a shutdown come October 1st. And I think uh, that reality is becoming starker by the day.
0: So Congress can avoid a shutdown by passing a so-called Band-Aid bill with a mix of Democrats and Republicans, but some conservatives don't want that. That's because an interim bill simply renews all the old spending, and that's what the right says they oppose. Republicans will ultimately push for cuts in a final spending agreement, but that could take until late fall or the winter. How soon could they agree to hold the government accountable?
1: Oh, well, I mean, that's entirely up to whoever has the loudest voice on any given day on Capitol Hill, to be honest here. But, you know, when we've talked about previous shutdowns before, we've seen we've seen some technically be just a few hours or a couple of days. We had a shutdown in 2018, 2019 that I think was 34, 35 days. Then you get into the conversation of essential versus non-essential services in terms of like paying things like veterans benefits versus the operations of the post office and what the federal government is actually Uh, able to get done. But this is a really unique Congress in that it's near a 50-50 split. The conservative voices in the Republican Caucus hold far more power than I would argue those types of groups have held before. And again, that underscores the challenges that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy will have, because there's still a lot of frustration with the sitting House Speaker by many Republicans. I'm not talking Democrats who say Kevin McCarthy is wrong for X, Y, Z reasons. I'm talking other Republicans who say the leader of our own party in the House of Representatives is not acting in a good faith way that aligns with our very conservative values. So spending is really at the heart of all this. They are frustrated with Speaker McCarthy's willingness to work with Democrats like President Biden uh, throughout the year to avoid other Catastrophes across the economy or the debt conversations, and this could be something that drags, you know, well into October, uh, which is usually the timeline that we see for these sorts of shutdowns. I remember previous shutdowns in around 2013. You might remember the drama with Senator Ted Cruz when President Obama that coincided with Halloween. So now is we're getting ready for spooky season for the Halloween holiday, but we're also getting ready for uh, continuing resolution or government shutdown season, and uh, we could just be a few weeks away we got to keep in mind, the House only has a handful of days to get this done. Yes, it's a month away, but we're still in August recess. There's really only 11 days or so, believe it or not, for the House of Representatives to be back in Washington doing the work. As we said earlier, not a lot of time to get a lot of things done.
0: Mm. Now, so many politicians talk about wanting to curb government spending, but then we face a hard deadline and we see large bills or stopgap bills passed. And it just seems like the vicious cycle repeats itself.
1: And I think that's why there have been many members of Congress who have said, like, at what point do we just throw out this entire system? Obviously, this isn't working. We've got these 12 bills we're all supposed to pay. We all know the deadline. We know when the fiscal year begins and ends. And yet both chambers have proven year after year after year to be completely unable to address how do we fund the government and when do we actually get that work done? Congress is very good at chasing the shiny thing." So if there is a big national story that grabs everyone's attention, or if one of the two political parties identifies that there is a newly emerging issue that they can legislate on and that they can fundraise on, let's let's not forget the money component about all this, they will give nearly all their attention to those shiny things. And then we sit here at the end of August and September every year and say, oh, oops, we actually didn't fund the government. We forgot to pass these 12 bills. Uh, that we really needed. So, listen, it's not a surprise to anyone that Congress does not work very effectively on behalf of the American people. I think that's why Congress has and really always has had such a low approval rating. And uh, I I do suspect if we do have yet another continuing resolution, be on the lookout for a few of those key names in both parties, but especially a few key Republicans who say, man, it would be great if we could throw this system out and start fresh because clearly it's not working on behalf of the people, uh, the uh, American people.
0: It may be counterintuitive, but government shutdowns are expensive because programs and government operations are paused only for them to eventually start up again. What's the impact this could have on the country right now as we continue to deal with inflation and other economic issues?
1: I think, throw it into the mix of what is already a massive boiling pot, the stew of potential economic challenges, right? It's not just the things you and I have talked about before, like concerns over commercial real estate, uh, concerns over inflation being deeply entrenched or too deeply stubborn. There's a lot of concerns about what the federal deficit will look like here for 2023. The expectations are for $1.7 trillion will be the federal budget deficit for this current fiscal year, that would be one of the highest that we've ever had before. Now you add on top what a potential government shutdown would be. It would underscore, I think, a lot of frustration for the American people. And I also look at what the political implications are because we are in the year before a presidential election. What is the perception in the eyes of voters as to who would be at fault? Are voters inclined to say, well, hey, there's a Democrat in the White House. Therefore, it's the Democrats' fault. Or will they say, well, Republicans actually control the House of Representatives. This is much more of a GOP issue. That will take quite some time in terms of polling and how the GOP primary process works itself out before we have an actual understanding. But all these things are, are very acutely aware. You can certainly believe that, especially keeping in mind, every member of the House of Representatives has to run for re-election every two years. The senators only have to worry about re-election once every six years. So a lot of the public posturing on this topic will be aimed at convincing the American voters that, hey, even if we reach a shutdown, believe me, it's not our fault. It's the other side's fault. So no shortage of finger pointing in the days and weeks to come, I suspect.
0: J.D. Durkin from The Street, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. That's the program for now. For more, head to tickernews.co. I'll see you soon. More right after this.